We've got the Los Angeles Chargers heading to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders as three-point dogs. Total is set at a measly 34. This is Showdown Coverage brought to you by SharpFootballAnalysis.com. I'm your host, Adam Wildy, And as always, before we get over to DraftKings, we have a promo code for you. That is going to be promo code ANGLES, 15% off any subscription uh, to SharpFootballAnalysis.com. That's going to be huge with the playoffs. Um, just around the corner. So um, if you are out of your fantasy league soon, uh, if you lose in the playoffs, whatever, and you want some more stake in the game, you can go over to sharpfootballanalysis.com, use your promo code, get 15% off, and start getting some content geared towards uh, towards betting these playoff games. So without further ado, let's jump into this hectic uh, slate. This slate truly embodies December showdown. Um so we have Justin Herbert out rest of the season with a finger. Keelan out. Keelan Keenan Allen is going to be out with a heel. Um, and then we have Josh Jacobs not practicing Wednesday. I don't know how serious that's going to end up being. Um, he is listed with a quad. I feel like Josh Jacobs is probably fine, but the one I'm worried about is the illness with Devontae Adams. I don't know why they would like I, I think Josh Jacobs might just be mostly rest because it's a short week, right? I've seen a lot of teams do that this year with their star players heading into short weeks, but illness is kind of weird. Like they would just say like calf or something like that. Illness is probably Devontae Adams is sick and we'll have to see um, how sick he is tomorrow. So that going into Thursday night is, uh, is not great for anybody, especially people who have to write articles about it because uh, I, I don't know if he's going to play and that's going to change quite a bit. So we'll try to cover both sides of that coin as we get to it. But the first thing we'll talk about is, um, well, I guess Devontae Adams again, since he is the most expensive player on the slate. So if he does play um, at 11,200, you have a uh, interesting conundrum this week with Devontae Adams at 11,200, Austin Eckler at 1,000, Josh Jacobs at 10,200. Um, you would like to play Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. I feel like this is a slate where you build around the Raiders. Uh, the Chargers have a lot of constants out of the lineup. I mean, you're missing Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen first week without both of those two. Joshua Palmer's coming back. Joshua Palmer, how much has he played with Easton Stick? Probably none because Palmer's coming back off injury. So that team's probably going to be a mess. Um, and the fact that Easton Stick is the same price as Aiden O'Connell basically makes it um, seem like an easy decision. I, I don't know that. I don't know how the Chargers um, claw their way out of this one. So. Uh, we're going to try to build around the Raiders, which means it's going to be difficult to get to Austin Eckler. Of course, if Devontae Adams that is out, that makes it easy. We're going to just jam Austin Eckler into all 20 or 150 or whatever <laughs> number of lineups you're going to play because he's the best runback option for your um, Raiders stacks. But if Devontae Adams is in the lineup, now you got a trickier question on your hand. So if Devontae Adams is healthy, he's in the lineup, he's going to be a priority. He's the top play of the slate for me. <clears throat> Even if he and uh, Josh Jacobs are healthy, I still prefer Devontae Adams. That brings us down to Austin Eckler, who he played 72% of the snaps last week, which is uh, pretty high relative to where he had been trending recently. You had three running backs involved recently for them. And uh, Austin Eckler's workload seemed like it was not quite as strong as it had been um, in years past or even this year at times when um, people were investing in him heavily, like drafting him this season as a top option was because his workload was one of the tops in the leagues. Um, so at 11,000, he's a pretty strong option because he can be 
super involved as a receiver or as a rusher. So you're going to try to fit him in, but it means you're going to omit Adams or Jacobs. You do have Jacoby Myers, who is pretty viable too at 8,600. So if you have to go Myers instead of Adams um, so that you can fit Eckler, you can do that. That's something that we can explore soon. But a lot of the builds that I've been liking are um, have Adams, O'Connell, and Jacobs. But then you have to do like Jalen Guyton as your run backer or um, probably Alex Erickson, who we'll talk about later, which is kind of crazy. Josh Jacobs, we already talked about him. He's got a quad. I think that he's probably fine. He's got a pretty good workload. He's pretty consistent. He's not quite the uh, ceiling play that we thought in years past. I'm a little more reluctant to play him at captain just because running backs have been a tough sell for captain at all, like all season. I've been avoiding them like the plague. Um, personally, I, I stick to wide receivers and quarterbacks at captain most of the time just because you have such a difficult time um, landing on running backs and captain this year. I don't know why, but um, the only saving grace is that his roster percentage might be pretty low relative to Adams and even maybe relative to O'Connell's. It'll be pretty close, um, but he could also get involved as a receiver. Uh, we just haven't seen it as consistently this year. I mean, last year, it's hard to compare it to last year because last year he was like probably the best running back in the league, definitely had the best statistical season in the NFL last year. Um, so it's hard to make those comparisons, but this year it's just at 10,200, you're not um, salivating at that salary. It's just kind of like, ah, fine. Okay. That's fair. Which brings you down to Aiden O'Connell at 9,600 is he and he and stick being the same price just makes no sense to me. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but last year and then years past when you had a, a quarterback coming, coming in off the bench, uh, you would see them at like 6,600. Seeing Easton Stick coming at 9,400 doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially since O'Connell has actually played some okay football. Um, not fantastic by any means, but we've seen Easton Stick play football before and it hasn't been fantastic. So the fact that Aiden O'Connell has been playing better football and he's been a starter for multiple weeks, I think three, um, just makes it so much easier of a sell. And he's a three-point home favorite and he's got multiple um, stars to, to distribute the ball to actually even Jacoby Myers may not be a star, but he's a reliable option with projectable volume. So you just feel way better about playing um, Aiden O'Connell. Kind of already talked about Easton Stick enough. He's going to have a really tough – he's going to have a tough time. Um, Joshua Palmer's back. Joshua Palmer, I believe, is a great receiver. I think that he's done very well anytime that he's filled in for Mike Williams uh, and or Keenan Allen. I think every time he's been the only option or the primary option, there's been a few occasions where both have been injured. I don't think that it has worked out quite that well when he's earned that extra attention. He really does well in that second role when you have a really uh, talented wide receiver like Keenan Allen or Mike Williams opposite of you. It just seems tough for Josh Palmer to win consistently when he is the primary option. Uh, but he will get so many targets, and unlike Easton Stick, uh, Joshua Palmer's price is fantastic. I don't know if DraftKings just uh, thought that he might be on some sort of snap count or something like that, but the team's probably not going to be willing to put Joshua Palmer on a snap count if uh, if we don't, I mean, you know, we don't have Keenan Allen. So they don't really have. I mean, unless they're going to go with Quentin Johnson, Jalen Guyton, and Alex Alex Erickson 
for a significant portion of the game. I don't see that happening. So I think that you're going to get uh, wide receiver one volume out of Joshua Palmer. You're going to get probably over 20% target share at 6,200. That's kind of crazy, especially when Quentin Johnson has gotten up to the price of 6,200 at times this season. And, and he has uh, not put it together this season at all. He has not shown any flashes of the, uh, the ability to pay off that first round draft capital. So uh, all those things being said, Joshua Palmer hasn't done fantastic in the past when he's been the only option, but uh, he's going to get a ton of volume and he's so cheap that he can be your only bring back to uh, Raiders heavy builds. All right, let's drop down Quentin Johnson. already talked about him a little bit. We'll, we'll bunch him and uh, Gerald Everett together because they're going to have similar target shares, but Quentin Johnson has just struggled so much to even get the ball in his hands, uh, let alone do anything with it. So his target share has been um, a little more promising, like a couple times over the last four games. Um, but he's, he feels like more of a trap because his roster percentage is going to be pretty high. He's going to, you know, be the second option with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams been out all year. Um, he would have been the first option if Joshua Palmer couldn't have returned this game, but he is. So at 5,400, it seems fair, but I just don't see where the ceiling is for Quentin Johnson, especially since you just had like a 17-point game or something like that out of Gerald Everett last week. Maybe not that high because I'm thinking of Scott Fishbowl scoring, which is obviously a lot more with the first downs. But uh, Gerald Everett had a good game nonetheless last week. And to see him at the same price as Quentin Johnson just makes me feel like Okay, Quinta Johnson's probably the flashier player. People know that he's the first round pick. Um, he's very, like, very um, strong, very fast, like, very prototypical. Should be maybe a wide receiver one one day. He's just not showing the ability to do that. Um, so, all that being said, people are going to be much more excited to to click Quinta Johnson, in my opinion, than Gerald Everett, which just makes me more likely to click click on Gerald Everett. And uh, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. The 200 doesn't make much of a difference um, either way between the two. Not sure why Amir Abdul is 4,800, but he is. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's in case Josh Jacobs misses. But um, actually, that doesn't even make sense because I don't think Josh Jacobs was questionable the, questionable the entire week. Somebody might have to fact check me on that. But uh, Amir Abdul at 4,800 feels weird. He's not even like Kenneth Gainwell-esque. Um, Gainwell's always 4,800 because on any given week, they'll just hand Gainwell the ball. But, uh, oh, I see. Uh, producer uh, Matt reminded me that uh, Jacobs left the game with a knee injury last week, so he was questionable. So that must be why Amir Abdul is uh, 4,800. Uh, but either way, I'm not going to be super interested in, in Amir Abdullah unless he misses the game, of course. And then even then, I'll probably be more interested in Samir White uh, because White will fill in more one-for-one for, one for uh, Josh Jacobs. And then Amir Abdullah will just kind of keep his role as the uh, receiving back. So, you know, large field stuff when you're trying to get like if you made a rule that you're going to play all four by twos and five by ones with the Raiders, then you're going to have to keep guys like Amir Abdullah and uh, Hunter Renfro and Michael Mayer. You're going to have to keep pretty much everybody in to uh, to fill that out. So I, I don't know that you necessarily admit him in super large field stuff, but even with Josh Jacobs out, I think I'll I'll slide down as Amir White instead. Um, but that brings me to Hunter Renfro. At 4,000, I like Hunter Renfro as a punt option. I'm going to write him up as a punt option in the article, even though he's 4,000. That's more expensive than uh, than a punt. But I've liked to see. I liked to see that his usage went up right away uh, when when McDaniel's was um, 
relieved of duties. And I don't know that, you know, he's a super strong option at 4,000. Like you save 800 off of dual and you basically get the, uh, the exact same effect as uh, having like that weird, um, unique Raider receiver option um, to pair with a O'Connell because I want to get as many. I think I think I'm gonna try to just fit as many Aiden O'Connell stacks in as I can. He's pretty cheap to fit in the captain spot. You can just lock in Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs for their projectable volume because they, you know, are gonna have the highest volume of the slate. And then you just have to sprinkle in guys like Renfro, Mayer, um, like super large field stuff, Abdullah. Um, Jacoby Myers is going to be a little bit pricey in that stack too. So I'll try to build one with all three of them here in a minute. But um, I, I think you're going to have to lean on guys like Renfro and Abdullah and, and Mayer. So uh, Renfro is my my favorite option out of that group. Uh, that brings me down to Mayer at 3,200. He's playing a good bit of snaps and he seems to be a much more talented than, than, than Austin Hooper, who's down here at 800. Um, but they're just not using their tight end a ton. Not, not nearly as much as you would like. So Mayor probably needs a touchdown uh, for 3,200, but like, I'll just keep beating the drum here. If you're going to say, I want as much Aiden O'Connell, um, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams as I can get because they're the best players of the slate besides Austin Eckler, um, who you're probably just going to have to you're just going to have to count Austin Eckler out if this is the build that you go with just because you're just not going to find a way to fit him in, and, and we'll demonstrate that here in a moment. Then these are the guys you're going to need to target. Um, and then you get down here to uh, the last guys I want to talk about, Jalen Guyton and Alex Erickson. So Alex Erickson actually played 66% of the snaps last week to Guyton's, I believe 32 if I recall correctly. And Erickson had seven targets last week. I don't know if that's like – Easton Sticks connection with Erickson because they probably played on the practice squad together. I don't know what narrative that was, but seven targets for Erickson. And DraftKings will preemptively price up backup quarterbacks. They'll preemptively price up backup running backs. But when a guy gets seven targets on 66% of the snaps and then the star wide receiver is out for the game, they leave him at 1,000. So I don't really understand that, but there's no reason to go with Guy. I mean, even if that was a fluke, um, it still shows that Erickson's going to play over Guyton for whatever reason. I mean, Guy Guyton's not uh, Erickson's a, a slot receiver. Um, so if they feel like Erickson's uh, snap share needs to be so high because he's going to play in the slot, then maybe that's why he's playing so often. But regardless, it doesn't matter. Um, whatever the reason, they're playing him way more than Guyton. They targeted him seven times last week. Um, so I'm just going to roll with Guyton. Or uh, sorry, I'm going to roll with Erickson over Guyton um, and just even if the snap share goes down for Erickson and then more meet in the middle it's still I mean you still got the consolation prize of, of saving 400 and you have just as you're just as likely to um, have a, a a solid punt play in your lineup a non-zero is what you're looking for with punt plays so let's get into building some of these lineups before we uh, get out of here so we're going to start with Aiden O'Connell as captain uh, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, obviously assuming both of them play. Don't know about Adams as much as I am confident with Jacobs. Um, but then if you put Eckler in here, like, yeah, you, you just can't. There's only 1,600 left. So uh, just wanted to show that. So then you need to come down here and look in your, your bag of tricks with these uh, 
cheaper option. So if you throw Hunter Renfro in there, now you're kind of talking. And then you could get Joshua Palmer in there, and then you still have 4000 left to do with, as you will. Uh, Michael Meyer would be fine here for large field stuff, but you got to be careful because Hunter Renfro and Michael Meyer brings you to a pretty, uh, pretty low floor. What I would actually probably do is I would come down here to Erickson. I would do something like Josh Palmer and Erickson, and then that leaves you 7000 to work with. Now you could do something like um, uh, Daniel Carlson or the Raiders defense would even be nice. So maybe we throw the Raiders defense in there and then see if we can come up from Erickson. That leaves us 3,800 and you could fit Mayer in there. All right, so uh, Aiden O'Connell, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Michael Mayer, Joshua Palmer and the Raiders. Really like that lineup, like that a ton. Remember, if you're going to run an onslaught, you probably want to strongly consider playing the defense of the uh, of the onslaught in your lineup. Um, and then you could also change Raiders for Daniel Carlson. That's totally fine. If you're going to run an onslaught, you can you can include the kicker. I don't often include the kicker and the defense, but on such a low scoring slate, you could do that as well. Um, so that's also something to consider. But this is generally what my lineups are going to look like. And then, of course, if Adams is out, we'll shift that favoritism over to Jacoby Myers. Um, if Josh Jacobs is out, I talked about it a little bit, but you'll have two options. You'll have Amir Abdullah or you'll have Zamir White. I'll probably go with uh, Zamir White. For one, I think Amir Abdullah would be a little bit more popular of an option in that case. And then for two, I just think Samir White fills in a little bit more of what Josh Jacobs does as a rusher than Amir Abdullah was. I think Amir Abdullah has enough of a role in the offense to where he kind of keeps that. Um, and then who else are we worried about? No one really. I mean, we know what the Chargers are going to look like. Quentin Johnson's going to play a ton of snaps and not look, um, not, probably not look fantastic. So, uh, we're going to be trying to include a lot of Joshua Palmer. And then if Adams is out, that does free up the ability to play Austin Eckler, which I would prefer to do. So if I can get, um, if Adams is out and I can go down to your Hunter Renfro um, and then some Jacoby Myers, then I'll try to fit in Austin Eckler as a run back to some of these onslaughts and some of these four by twos because he could get 10. 10 targets easily if the game goes south, especially with Easton Stick. I mean, what is Easton Stick going to do besides just figure, you know, look at the first read and then figure out where Austin Eckler is? So that's going to do it for today's showdown coverage brought to you by sharpfootballanalysis.com. Thank you all so much for coming out, and we will catch you all next time. Peace.